This is Buffs Bible Study. Welcome back for the first episode for the second season of Boss Bible Study. We thank God for y'all who are still tuning in with us, walking and growing with us. Um, we're excited to start off this new season. We'll be talking about Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Y'all, you want to open us up with a word of prayer? Absolutely, absolutely. Let's bow our heads and prepare our hearts for prayer. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, we just say thank you. Uh, Thank you for another day. Thank you for being able to allow us to just gather and and discuss your word, Father. Uh, Today, we we just ask that, you know, anything that is on our mind, Father, we ask that you just remove it. We we ask that that during this time that you just speak to us, Father. Um, I I pray that the the words of Brandon and and Daryl and Austin, Father, I just pray that you will anoint those words, Father, for someone's ears to hear. I pray that they hear you, Father. Um, and, And as we talk about uh, taking up our cross and denying ourselves and follow you. Uh, teach us and show us what that means, Father. Um, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So we are in a series called Defining Jesus. We really just wanted to, you know, we were going throughout the scriptures for the past several episodes, and we wanted to zero in on ground zero, Jesus Christ. Um, honestly, my Bible in this is that A lot of churches talk about Jesus, but they don't talk of the power of Jesus. They talk around Jesus, but they don't talk through Jesus. Let me get off that pulpit. I love churches. I I love the work of God going through them. But again, I'm coming from a perspective where I'm new to the church, relatively speaking. I didn't grow up in the church. And so a lot of times inside the church, we might assume that people already know Jesus and that we can now talk about other things. And Jesus sometimes, unfortunately, becomes peripheral to the church. Can you imagine that? But that's the reality. So this series is about defining Jesus. And we're on chapter one, which is the Jesus we avoided. It's titled the Jesus we avoided. And what we're going to be looking at, we're going to be looking at uh, a scripture today that is really pushing at that aspect of this is the, the Jesus we don't like to talk about. This is the Jesus a lot of ministers might not even talk about because it might not have the people come back to the church. You know what I'm saying? So let's go ahead and read this. We're going to read from Luke chapter nine, verses 23 through 27. And Jesus said to all, to some, no, to all, (laughs) if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. And follow me for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words of him will the son of man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the father and of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. So let's 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 work backwards. Right. He ends with saying there are some who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. Immediately right after that is the transfiguration where Jesus shines and his glory shines uh, before uh, some of some of the disciples who were taken up on that mountain. Um, I think I believe it was James and Peter and John. Right. And so 
that right there is already a prophecy fulfilled that he said there were some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. He is, Jesus is the kingdom of God. Make no mistake about it. It is, the gospel is the good news of Jesus, meaning not simply about Jesus, it belongs to Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is the good news. And it's also, a, 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 there's another element to that prophecy, which will be fulfilled, which is that some of us right here, right now, who are listening will not taste death until the kingdom of God returns. Jesus is coming again. The way I even came to know Christ, I was an atheist and Jesus Christ came to me in a dream and the spirit of God spoke to me and said, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And that I'm telling you, there's so much joy to know that Jesus is coming. I was, I was, I was filled with the spirit of knowledge. The, the book of Job talks about God gives the spirit of wisdom and understanding to know right? It says that you can't even come to God unless he draws you to himself, unless he drags you to him, if you want to be more emphatic about it, more uh, um, pinpoint accuracy of what is actually happening in salvation. You didn't choose God. He chose you. If you're even having an inkling right now of a desire for God, it's because he put it in you. It's because he put it in you. And so, one of the things we're going to learn through this passage is we cannot do it on our own authority, right? So now let, let's work our way back up to the top. There's, I think there's three fundamental elements to following Christ. And, and without these, you, you cannot be a disciple. You cannot be a true follower of Christ. You cannot maintain relationship with God. And dare I say, you would not maintain your salvation. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole talk about once saved, always saved. I believe it's a both and. I believe in God's perspective, from God's perspective, if he saves you, you're saved. But you need to press into full assurance to know that, to know you're redeemed, right? So, so on this side of heaven, it's a tricky aspect as to whether we are or aren't. Paul, time and again, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, opening letters of, um, for instance, Thessalonians and Colossians, where he talks about people falling away from the faith, who had the faith and they fell away. So the, the, the question is, did they have the true faith? I'm going to leave it at that. Three elements. He says, deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. Take up your cross daily and follow me. So uh, there's a lot, a lot of meat here to chew on, and I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave a lot on it for 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 my guys here. But one thing that gets me here is that aspect of denial. That is counterintuitive to our culture to deny yourself. We live in a culture where you turn on the TV, you listen to the media, you, your favorite artists, uh, musicians, uh, uh, actors. Uh, most of them are not denying themselves, and most of them are not teaching you to deny yourself. That's the reality, right? Let's just put it like it is. We don't like that. And again, this is why this opening series is the Jesus we avoid, the Jesus we avoided, because many people like the thought of Jesus, but when it comes to true fellowship with him, we, we don't want to maintain what he said, right? And I'm going to leave it at this, which this point here, which is we are called to deny ourselves because we were never created for ourselves. We were never created for ourselves. And yet we live in a world where everything is self-focused, self-centered, 
Yeah. I mean, think about it. The way we first uh, uh, um, made the uh, uh, the map of the solar system, <laughs> Earth, Earth was at the dead center. <laughs> Humanity was at the dead center. We said, everything's around us. Everything's around me. Me, me, me. And that's just not the truth. We're called to deny ourselves because we were made for God's image. So too, we have to, we have to get brainwashed, if you will, by the blood of Christ, because the reality is we've already been brainwashed. That, mm. if, you, if you can't see that, it's because you're living in the midst of a culture that is blinding you, that has the veil in, over your eyes and, and does not care to take it off, right? So, uh, uh, fellas, what you thinking? Yeah. You want to go first, Austin, or you want me to go first? Right, yeah, now, Brandon, um, well said. And um, I love I love the the, the the three things you just broke down. And it's right there in the text. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. And when I look at that, follow me. It made me think just like, you know, there's someone else, you know, um, you really think, right? There are naturally things and people that we follow. And I was telling Austin this a little bit earlier as I was just meditating on this text throughout the week um, and me being a 90s baby and, you know, being here in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. I grew up a diehard 76ers fan. Um, and in the early 2000s, we had um, a basketball player named Allen Iverson, um, a very iconic basketball player that many of us know about. And, um, you know, I wanted to be like Allen Iverson. I, I followed everything Allen Iverson did. You know, I had braids. I looked like him. You know what I'm saying? I have tattoos because I was a kid. I had all his clothes. I watched everything he did. I imitated every move I seen him do. I would try out when I was playing basketball or playing pickup basketball. I followed everything he did. And so Jesus tells us, follow me, right? So we have the same way that I was imitating Allen Iverson, right? I was talking like him. I was trying to look like him. I was doing everything he was doing. Jesus says the same thing for him, follow him. So we need to be talking like Jesus, right? Yeah. We need to be doing the things that he was doing, right? I mean, that might even, that might even, that might even cause us to flip a couple of tables, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're called to follow him. And Brandon, you also, you also said it too, right? The, the denying ourselves, right? We live in a world where it's all about me, right? You know, I, I see all the time, you know what I'm saying? Oh, this year, you know what I'm saying? I ain't worried about nobody else. I'm going I'm to do me. I'm going to worry about me, right? It's always about me. But we have to deny ourselves. And what exactly does that mean, right? That means put, put Jesus's will before our will. There are times mm -hmm. that I, that I want to go in and smoke some marijuana. I want to go. I'm having a bad day, so I want to just drink. You know what I'm saying? But those thoughts, those strongholds, right? I got to deny them. And that key word is daily. And, and one mm -hmm. last before I let Austin go, um, and, and for all my fellow athletes out here, and B, I know, you know what I'm saying, you wasn't the, you wasn't the football player that Austin might have been, but I know you, I mean, you did your thing on the field, so I know you, you, you feel it too, right? But as athletes, right, you know, me being a basketball player, you know, I ran track in college, right? 
I had to work on my craft daily, each and every day, right? I wasn't the, the basketball player I was because I went and played basketball here and there. I worked on it every single day. I, I perfected my craft. So we have to do the same thing. We have to deny our cross. We, I mean, we have to deny ourselves daily. Those things, because again, as we know, the enemy is not going to stop. Our flesh is not going to, you know, just be like, you know what, give up. No, those things are going to come back. We have to deny that daily. So the same way you work on being a, a phenomenal singer, the same way you work on being a, a great scientist, right? We have to take that same discipline, that same, that, that, that same discipline that we put into our crafts into also denying ourselves. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot, there, there's a lot about this text that, I mean, just really just speaks life um, into me. Um, and I'm going, like I said, like, like Brandon, I'm going to leave it up for, uh, for all of us to chop up. Um, but yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll pass it over to you, brother. Amen. And that's what it comes down to, bro. You talked about, you desired of being a great athlete. So our actions, what we decide to do, how we decide to spend our time, it's rooted in desire. And the text starts out. Jesus says, if anyone desires to come after me, then comes the instruction. Mm. There's God's desires, then there's the world's worldly desires. There's God's desires for your life, and this is what the world desires for your life. What do you desire? Mm -hmm. Do you desire wealth? Do you desire notoriety? Notoriety. What do you desire? And Brandon touched on this. If you desire to come after Christ, you got to understand that's not something that's self-generated. That's not mm -hmm. something I wake up and just say, oh, I want to follow Christ today. That's something that God has planted in your spirit to know him, to want to know your creator. That is good news. That is the good news. That's the good news of the gospel and that Jesus came and made that a reality. If you desire to come after Christ, know that that's God's plan for your life. Mm -hmm. And understand, Jesus said this to them after he told them that he was going to be killed. Mm. After he was going to be denied. Jesus carried a cross, was humiliated and suffered. Not only does he say, if you desire to come after me to deny yourself. He says, pick up your cross mm. and follow me. The same suffering I had to go through. Come on, now you hit. You're going to have to go through too. You see, the world tells us to embrace ourselves. It doesn't tell us to deny ourselves. You see, that's not the way of the world. You see, they tell us they want, we, want to, we want to make things easy. We're in a digital age, internet. We want convenience. We want everything right now. Mm -hmm. Right now. What the Lord tells us to pick up our cross and to mm -hmm. follow him daily. You yeah. see, in order to be reborn, in order to be resurrected, there needs to be a death. Mm. There needs to be a denial of ourself. Letting go of our self-interest. Let going of our selfish ways. Recognizing that what I desire now, God desires so much more for my life. 
And not only is he leading me to desire more, he sent his son to show us the way. He's saying to follow me. I know sometimes how to get to different places, but I always throw my GPS just so I make sure. You feel like I need to know where I'm going. Jesus says, follow me. He is the way. He's going to show us the way. That's all I got on that right there. You don't want to move and, forward. Yeah. And, uh, you know, something you brought up is, is, I mean, a thought, a question for me is, you know, I think every Christian ought to ask themselves this question. I think every person who desires to follow God or ha who has followed God for some time ought to ask themselves this, which is, what have I denied? to really follow Christ. What have I actually denied? There, there, should, there should be evidence to your faith. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because the Bible says faith is what? The evidence of things hoped for. And now that evidence is actually based on what God's work has done, but God's work is in our lives also, right? And so the work was upon the cross, but that cross was also, is, is also upon us. And, and, and the way Hmm. false religion let's just say it like that portrays a a, a a form of godliness that denies the power is that it denies the cross hmm. For, right paul said I, I i i need to preach christ crucified him crucified i don't care if it's shameful i don't care if the world doesn't like it i don't care if people ain't following because I'm preaching the truth, Christ crucified. That is the power of the gospel, the power of the cross, the power unto salvation. Without the cross, there is no salvation. Without the cross, there is no power. Without the cross, there is no blood. Yeah, yeah. And in the blood is life. In the blood, in Jesus's blood is life. New life in us, given unto us, transferred in us, with us, through us. Right? And so... <laughs> that what, what is it in um i think it's second timothy chapter three that says if anyone desires to live a godly life they will suffer persecution uh, another text I, I was looking at um earlier is it says that we are now a lot, a lot of people love this verse and they quote it out of context and i'm i want to be careful any verse quoted is going to be out of context and it depends on how you're using it, whether it fits that context. But oftentimes people use this and it's not, <laughs> it, it, it's, I want the resurrection. There's a lot of people's theology. I want the resurrection without a crucifixion. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want the baptism of the Holy ghost without the baptism of suffering, mm -hmm. without the baptism of fire. Come on. And so it says in um, Romans chapter 8, verse 16, the spirit of himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And, and, and even the verse before, this is the one we love, right? It says, if you have received um, the spirit, you've received the spirit of adoption as sons, sons. And, and best believe it's sons and daughters, all right? Because if, if I got to be a bride... Guess what, ladies? You can be a son, you can be sons. You, you get you get the point, right? <laughs> so adoption of sons by whom? So we receive the Spirit, and it's by the Spirit by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The term of endearment of of relational affection to God, not simply a distant 
deistic form of God as far off as someone who just is control of time and, and, and everything in time. And man, I don't have no relationship. No, no, I actually know God. And I actually can know God more intimately than my wife, my husband, my best friend, my own parents, my own children, right? We, we didn't get into this today. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I put another verse here. We was looking at another verse here. We said, that's too heavy. That's too heavy. We can't go that heavy, that deep. But it's Start that, you know, I'll reference it. And it's that where Jesus said, if you don't hate your own life, and if you don't hate your wife, your, your children, your parents, if you don't hate them, you can't follow me. You can't be my disciple. He's saying your love for me ought to look so strong that everything else looks irrelevant. Now, obviously, if, you, if, if you're looking at the entirety of what Christ has said and to follow him is to follow his, the fullness of his word, not just pieces, the fullness. That's why we got to read our scriptures and why we got to sit under people who are doing the same, meditating under the word and letting the Holy Spirit guide them. Right. When we do that, then we know that the greatest command is to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself is the, the second one is like it. And so he's not denying love for your neighbor. He's actually just showing you true love for your neighbor is never going to be fulfilled unless you love the father and love of the father is going to only be through him fulfilled. Right. And so this this the scripture, right, we say, oh, yeah, yeah. Abba, father, the spirit's in me. We cry out. We love that intimacy piece. I've heard I've, I've known a lot of Christians that love that. I myself love that. But we can't forget the second part of that verse because it goes on. It says now the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. OK, I like that. I like being a child of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saved. I'm, I'm going to heaven. Heaven's inside me. We grow and we build and we learn and we go. But it, then it says, and if children, then we're heirs, heirs of God. Heirs means you're inheriting. You're inheriting an inheritance built, built up by Christ. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ provided this, provided we suffer with him mm -hmm, in order that we may also be glorified with him. <laughs> provided we suffer with him. Glory comes through suffering. Character comes through the pain. <laughs> what do they say? Uh, uh, no pain, no gain. It, it's a little catchy cliche, but it's actually true. It's actually true scripturally, theologically, right? The same thing where Paul says, are, are we to continue sinning because grace is abounded because we know God loves us because we know God's doing these great and abundant things because Jesus loves us. Do we, should we just keep on sinning? Far be it. How can we actually keep on sinning? We who were dead to sin because we were baptized with him. We were baptized in the baptism of his death. If you're baptism, say you've been baptized as a Christian. Oh, boy, we're getting touchy. Say you've been baptized as a Christian. If your baptism has no evidence of your death to this world, your death to yourself, then it's not a real baptism. It's just a fact. It, 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 you, did, you did something, a, a physical thing. You did a religious thing. That's not getting you nowhere. So, fellas, my question is, what is it? Maybe what is an event or something in your life that you denied, that you had to deny? That was, that was, whether it be yourself, right, or those things that were attached to yourself, and, and um, those things you had to wrestle with. And, and and I'll give a case in point, right? There was before I came to Christ. 
it was, it was actually the spirit of God, I believe, was moving in my life before I even knew God. I believe anybody who comes to know God, it was only because the spirit was at work at some point, even prior to you knowing God in your life. And um, I just had this conviction about pornography and I knew I needed to get that out of my life. I just knew it wasn't going to set me up for success when it came to uh, uh, maintaining a relationship where I viewed a woman with accuracy and, and, and not simply uh, objectively or um, yeah, as an object, right? And so in some senses, it, you know, looking back, it was a piece of cake. And then my struggle isn't everyone's struggle, right? So the same struggle for me that's way difficult might be for someone else a little, uh, easier. And then the opposite can be true, right? Where uh, um, the, the struggle for someone that is super deep for me is mm, not necessarily. So for pornography, bam. But then I came to know Christ and I came to know deeper convictions about things that were deeper inside of my soul that were attached to me, right? Attached to me uh, um, um, in many ways, possessing me, um, if not driving me. Sometimes we're not possessed by a demon, but we're driven by demons, right? Um, and so for me, it was, it was just the way I had lived in my lifestyle. It was a lifestyle of lust. And I came to God one day in prayer. I just said, Lord, like, I realize I, I, I need you. I realize I cannot do this work on my own. This is what allowed me to actually help me to see that Jesus is greater than just simply um, following Jesus is greater than just simply our own efforts. When we deny ourselves, we are actually abstracting from ourselves, disowning from ourselves any power that we might have in ourselves to do the work don't miss this point the power is not in you to do the work and i realized god i can't do this i can't do this i, I literally can't do this and the lord showed me time and again through revelation that he was going to work in me and through me that's what the holy spirit's ministry is that jesus gave to us it is the spirit of christ in us to overcome sin and death that is reaping havoc on society that was reaping havoc on us and, and so the final point here is, is you know i shared this um in another video but it's worth sharing again which is that um when i was getting married i said god there's no way i can get married divorces in my family in my family's family in my family's family, family, family it's all up in my past i got a generation of curses i'm cursed i don't know how to love people i've been cheating left and right i don't know what to do and how to get right <laughs> anybody been there say amen <laughs> and i was deep in the game the players game the dumb game and psh, you thought you was winning no you losing in the long run i was losing lost i said god there's no way i'm going to be able to love this woman the way you call me to love her there's no way i realized that i read your, your scriptures and i realized I, there is no way i can love like jesus loved and i cried because i knew i couldn't marry her because I knew I could not, I didn't have that strength to do what God was actually calling me to do. And that's when the spirit of God spoke to me through a prophet. And he said, I'm not going to go into it because some people don't believe in prophets. I'm not going to try to justify for you why you should believe. But listen, we don't got time for that. <laughs> but he spoke to my life, things that I, nobody else could know. And he said to me, the Lord said to me through him, Brandon, I'm the God of love. And I made you to know me. So I'm going to teach you how to love. I will walk you through it. This is following me. So I realized I could get married and I didn't have to be perfect, right? So fellas, let me leave that with you. What is a way you found yourself in denial uh, of things that you were loving at one time? 
um, and maybe maybe still now even right um, that where you're you're wrestling with that denial. Uh, amen. And um, and Austin, you want to you want to take that one first because um, I want to then I want to actually um, throw back a question to you guys um, as we get ready to probably close that out by that point. Um, so if you want to go first, I'll go after you, brother. Yeah. And, um, you know, the question just. It's bring me back to the text, verse 24. So those who are listening, go back to your Bible. The text says, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Mm. A Christian is always going to reach a point in their life when they have to be willing to let everything go. You know, sometimes we think losing our life is just all the good things. But it's the bad things, too. It's the traumas, the hurt, it's the things that we experienced at a young age that we've been caring for years and years. Mm. And if you truly want to follow Christ, you're going to have to let some things go. You're going to have to let go some of that resentment you're holding against your mother. Some of that resentment you're holding against your father that you think he may have, may have should have been there more active in your life, but he wasn't there when you were going through some things. Mm. Right. We, we hold everyone to this high standard, a standard that no one can meet, but our Lord and Savior. And it was me coming to that point in life where I had a strong desire that I needed change, that I wanted more. And I was tired. You got to be tired, brothers and sisters. You got to you got to be tired of carrying these things for so long. And getting the same outcomes. You got to be in a position where you're ready to lose your life. Give your life to Christ. Deny yourself. Deny your hurt. Deny your ambitions. Deny your ways. Deny your thoughts. And saying, Lord, I don't know where we're going, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to pick up this cross and I'm willing to suffer with you because without you, I've suffered enough. Hmm. I'm going to follow you. And I reached that point in my life where I had to sit down with my parents and have a heart conversation and just everything. I realized that I wasn't loving my parents the way they deserved to be loved because I realized I was holding on to some things. If you until you until you're gripped by the love of Christ, you cannot love those who love you. Brandon talked about it. He can't. He can't. He's incapable of loving his wife without the love of Christ, without holding on to Christ and Him being your tutor, Him being your rabbi, your rabbi, Him being your Lord, and following Him. And it is when I realized, like, wow. And when I when I vented to my my mother for the first time. I realized the very thing I was holding against her, she went through it too. Mm. We are connected to people in so many different ways. Sometimes that way is through pain. And God knew he was gonna call me 
and me following God and healing, allowing him to heal me was going to be my mother's healing as well. You following God is going to be your brother and sister's healing as well. And that's why it's so important, child of God, that we need to follow Christ so the world can follow Christ. It starts with us. It starts with denying yourself, realizing you cannot do it on your own, and God allowing God to do it through you. It's the power, his Holy Spirit. Greater is he that lives in the world. Greater is he that lives within me, that lives within you, the Holy Spirit, than he that lives in the world. Not greater is me, not greater is Brandon, not greater is Daryl, greater is he, the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. So I need to deny myself daily so the Holy Spirit can take over and make a move in my life, make a move in my marriage, make a move in my friendships, in my relationships, in my community, in my church. It's going to take the love of God. It's going to take God. It's going to take those who are willing to pick up their cross daily and follow him to see the change that we want to see. And that's what this is all about, y'all. Go amen. ahead, Dave. Amen. Amen. Um, and yeah, to, to, to answer, you know, to answer Brandon's question, um, I'm actually just looking right here at verse 25. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? And um, I've talked about this in um, so many um, episodes before, um, but to my brothers and sisters that, you know, may be struggling with certain addictions or, or problems, because again, addictions are a real thing. Um, you know, I used to sell drugs and I used to have a huge gambling problem, right? I wanted to be this rich person. I wanted, you know, my friends and my family to look at me like I was the man um, I would have sold my soul for some money <laughs> for, 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 for people, you know what I'm saying? To look at me and say, oh, he's the man. But it says right here, for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? And I came to a point where I was destroyed. I was lost. And I realized that the world didn't care anything about me. And that's how the, and that's how the enemy works. He deceives you. He makes you think, you know, uh, that, that, that those things that we're going after those things that we do to make us feel good. We think that that's it. And it's like, we're still empty. Sometimes we spend our life trying to, trying to grab these things and, and, and fulfill these things, but we're, we're lost and we're destroyed inside. So for me, um, you know, it was giving that all up. And I, I, I talked about this before about being hashtag broke, broke. Um, but in, in me trying to, you know, um, take, you know, gain all this money, trying to gain all this popularity amongst my friends, I lost myself. And it wasn't me who found myself. It wasn't me who saved me. It was Jesus. And thank God for Jesus. And so my final question as we get ready to wrap up and um, and as we name the, the title of this of this first chapter, um, the Jesus we avoided um, on my way home from the gym, I was talking with my brother in Christ 
Um, and he was actually talking to his, his family, um, you know, just, just sharing the gospel, sharing the good news. And he talked about denying, you know, denying himself and, and following Christ. And they were like, um, you know, like many, like many believers, like, like somebody who might be listening to us right now, like, oh, that's a little too much. Right. That's, you know, I mean, that's a little too religious. Right. <laughs> Again, that's why the Jesus we avoided. Right. That, that, that's doing that's doing too much. And so, again, I think it was I think it was Austin that said it right. Either we're going to follow Christ or we're going to follow the world. So, brothers, um, my, my question is, I guess we get ready to, um, you know, get ready to close out is what would you say to someone right now who's watching? That's saying. All right, I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus, but I ain't denying myself. I, and I, I, I daggone sure ain't doing it daily. I can do it on the, I can do it on Sunday when I got to go to church. I can I, I, I can I can deny myself then. But on but on Friday and Saturday the freak got come out. You know what I'm saying it's turn up it's turn up Friday. I got I, I can't I can't deny myself on Friday, especially when that one song come on. You feel me? What would you say to someone who may look at something like this and say that's too religious? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and avoid that, and I'm just going to look at the. The, the scriptures, the scriptures in the Bible that make me feel good or to talk about love. What would you guys say to that person that might have that on their heart? Go ahead, Austin, take this. Um, I mean, bro, I think it goes back to where Jesus starts. If anyone desires to come after me. Hmm. What, what does your heart desire? Do you desire to come after Christ? And there needs to be a shift. You have to realize that what you desire now is withholding you from experiencing the transformative love of Jesus Christ. And it's going to take brothers like us. It's going to take those who are listening right now to display and show others what it truly looks like to follow Christ. Because until you see it, I've heard about it. I heard my grandmother, my grandmother, my grandfather talk about it, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anyone my age do it before. Every time I go in the club, I see other Christians in there with me. Mm. Every time I go to the bar, every time I'm smoking some weed or I'm going somewhere else, I got my Christian brothers right there with me. It's going to take those who are following Christ to show people that it's, that it's real that God can transform your life just as he transformed mine. Mm-hmm. And that there's no greater desire to have. There's nothing greater you'll experience. There's nothing greater you can ever achieve in this life than to follow God, to follow Jesus Christ. And it comes to the desires, bro. A lot of people have settled. You settled in routines. You settled in things that people glorify. But truly, when you're by yourself, when you're all alone, when the money's gone and you got and you're forced to go back to work just to get another paycheck and do the same thing over again, you're not fulfilling your heart's desires because you're always going to want more. But Jesus says his yoke is easy. Following him, you're going to suffer, but it won't be burdensome because mm. there, there's benefits that come with that. Right. You're, you're, you may struggle, but you're going to still have his peace. You're going to have access to his love. You're going to have 
ability to have self-control and do the things that are pleasing. What do you desire? And if you, if you and some people, maybe a lot of people are caught up in the lie, bro, and they're stuck because they think they're good. They think there's nothing greater and they've settled. So we have to be those living testimonies to show people that there's more. And when they ask us what's changed, how'd you get where you are? We point to our Lord. We point to Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, man, that's something. Uh, that's a mic drop right there. That's It's that simple. Uh, you know, I second that. Um, so it's about desire. Where's your heart really at? You know, so often in the book of Kings, for instance, it talks about um, these, this king did this, this king did that. And you'll see time and time again, these kings of Israel were, were supposed to be anointed men of God. And they fell away time and time again because their heart was not whole. Their heart was not wholly surrendered to God. It was just some kings that even went on to say, um, this king did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not with a whole heart. So sometimes we're living that lie as Christians where we're doing the right things, but we're really not invested fully in. It's like we're at a table, uh, a casino table, and we still got all the chips or how, I don't know how to play. I never played in casinos. Uh, Daryl might know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sorry, dude. Um, but I know that you got the chip, right? And, and you just put in half of them, right? And you, you know Jesus is worth something but you haven't actually come to recognize he's worth everything. And now let me be clear. I want to end like this and then Austin's going to pray us out and we will go on. But um, there is that song I love, right? It goes, I surrender all. I surrender all. Yeah, yeah. All to Jesus. I surrender. I surrender all. Pastor told me, Brandon, Sometimes we really need to sing, I surrender some, mm. Mm. I surrender some. Some days we got to go all to Jesus. I don't surrender. Today I surrendered none. Mm. That's the reality for my life, bro. That's the reality for something. Like we're not perfect even on this channel, right? We are just simply children of God who believe in his word, who believe in the son of God and we'll follow him, we'll follow him, we'll follow him. We're not perfect, but we're going to be on that day of perfection when Christ Jesus comes to glorify his saints in himself. Yes. So um, I think one takeaway, uh, many takeaways, I'll leave it at this. It said, Austin brought this up and I never thought about it like this. I even though I understood it, but I, I never thought about this verse like this. Deny yourself. It's not simply denying your sin. It's denying your pain, mm. denying your suffering. It's not to say your suffering's not real. It's just because it, like, just like denying yourself, it's not saying you're not real. It's to say that's not what matters most, right? And so this for another time, but I, I will condense it to say that like many of us listening, I was touched wrong as a kid. And that was something, a pain, a trauma that induced pain upon others because of the way that I thought and the way it's destructive uh, uh, mentalities led me into, right? Because hurt people hurt people. And, and I ended up doing things. And I'm, that's not to excuse what I did, but it's just the reality of why many people do what they do. And, and you know, I, I came to a point where I realized I wasn't able to do what Christ said when he said, forgive, 
forgive. A lot of us are holding grudges that in, in some of these forgiveness issues where we actually are struggling to forgive. And, and because we're not surrendering that person or that trauma to God. Right. And that was, uh, among others, a big one for me to, to surrender that, to surrender that. And to receive the healing. So I, some ways we should have, you know, maybe another way to title this chapter is, is not simply the Jesus we avoided, but the Jesus we needed and we missed. Because it's, when you deny yourself, you're taking a reality upon yourself. That is Jesus. You're going to see through his eyes, see through his life. So beautiful. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And, and Austin, go ahead and uh, wrap us up, man. Lord, we thank you for your word, Lord. Lord, we thank you for showing us the way. I pray for every listener right now that you would grant us repentance, Lord, that you would bring to surface those things that are weighing us down, not just the sin, but our pain, Lord. Bring it to surface. Help us to reconcile. Let the Holy Spirit move in such a way that will change us forevermore. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk soon. Peace.